0: Why are the playoffs better at Boston pizza? Because we've optimized our sports bar experience by studying in-depth fanalytics, starting with our new BP
1: winged ribs, currently leading all apps in wings above replacement and deep fried pickle wedges, an early favorite for the unanimous number one overall pickle. And of course the advanced stats, darling and leader in pints per game, the new beer Mosa catch the playoffs at Boston pizza powered by fanalytics you're tuned in to
3: Oilers Nation every day with Tyler Uramchuk live every weekday on the Nation Network YouTube
0: 32 hours until puck drop there are still 32 hours until puck drop let's get into it with the lead not quite as exciting of a show as it was yesterday. Hey Liam,
2: no, today we only had forty-five people, waiting, and yesterday we had a hundred and forty-five. Yep. So I think we know what the people want, Tyler. Yep, and yep, that is yep. why today I have brought back another enough. No, food.
0: <laughs> sir, no, sir. I after the show, the people outside this studio had the diffuser going, and it was like, Tyler, you need to take the garbage out. <laughs> Like it smells so bad in here. So I'm happy that's all behind us. Welcome into Oilers Nation every day. Coming to you live from the Sports Closet studio. Liam, going to be rocking that fresh Evander Kane jersey tomorrow that you got at Sports Closet?
2: Uh, Honestly, no. Why not? Because I'm superstitious and Jesse Poliavi has guided us to this ah, point. Is it a royal it, blue it, Evander Kane though? It's uh, royal blue Evander Kane, but the Poliavi one is from Sports Closet. Okay. So we're good.
0: We're but covered. have you thought about how fresh we would look in our new and jerseys? Would he get a cool photo? We,
2: we could. We could wait. Sorry. Right. I all killed right. the moment now. Yep. I can't, I'm not going to lie to the audience, Tyler. <laughs> you really did. <laughs> uh, all right. Tomorrow night
0: at Greta is going to be an absolute vibe. We are live on the Oilers Nation YouTube where Taylor Hamlin is in with the first comment. And this is an interesting comment. What a year to start watching sports. Hockey rules, and so do the Oilers. If we win the Cup, I won't be eating cat food, though. Yeah, pretty good year for you to start watching sports, I guess. I always say if you're going to watch sports, though, you need to go back to season one. Start from the beginning. True. (laughs) Yeah. It starts a little slow, but you want to get a good understanding for all the characters.
2: And boy, oh boy, there is a good five season chunk that you're going to love for the yeah. Oilers yeah, yeah that was that was it's big that. <laughs> yeah you from you that point on not so Someone great. was like
0: I'm going to go back and rewatch the Oilers yeah. and Pat- just start <laughs> The cast Season just
2: one. faded out after a while. They couldn't get the group back together yeah. in like the good old days.
0: Uh, Rusty is in, and he's the one with the inspiration for the lead today. He said, yes, we are 32 hours away from puck drop. He adds in an emphatic let's go Oilers. Anna is in and says, I am jonesing for some Oilers. Hockey, APOC says, LFG, one more sleep till the regicide? What What's that? that I, don't know. I probably shouldn't say words. I don't know.
3: I think that's when you kill a, kid that's when you kill a royal.
0: Yes. Oh. The action of killing a king. Okay. All right. That's a new one. Uh, anyways, it is a Friday here on the show, which means our pal I would bag say milk-
3: fair practice of not saying words. Either. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: that extra voice you're hearing is our guy bag milk. He's stopping by for the bro down brought to you by star mechanical Edmonton's number one plumbing and heating company. You may not need heating in the winter, but you might no. need plumbing
2: in the winter as pipes you, are on You would definitely need heating in the winter.
0: Did I say winter? I meant to say summer. <laughs> Son of a gun. Butchered ad read. Chalk up another one. See, and read I've it. been
3: just taking down my cupboards from the kitchen and lighting them on fire in a little <laughs> barrel. So this would be, this is works so out really nice for me.
0: Star Mechanical can help you out, baked milk. Thank you. Uh, we have a bit to dig into here today. The chat is buzzing, including uh, some good reactions to my comment. What the hell are we going to talk about today? Because it is still not a short for giant game day. We had no game day Wednesday, no game day Thursday, no game day Friday. But finally, we'll have a hockey game to talk about tomorrow. And it will start at 8.20 Mountain Time. We got the late puck drop for tomorrow. I said it yesterday. The reports that if there's three games, the Oilers are going to start at 2 o'clock never really made sense to me. The Oilers starting at 8 makes sense for Edmonton and it makes sense for LA. I understand an argument that I've heard that, hey, putting this Oilers team on at 2 o'clock Mountain four o'clock Eastern when there could be a larger audience of casual fans, it's probably actually a good way to grow the game. Like if they would have put the Oilers at two o'clock, I would have been like, Hey, get it on when a lot of people are watching their TVs down in the States. That makes sense. I want Connor McDavid playing in front of the most amount of people possible.
3: Listen, I stay up late to watch roller Derby. And if there's anybody out there that can't get involved in staying up late to watch these games, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, but I, I,
0: Oh, that's a good one. That's a good poll.
2: <laughs> my, my one thing about this, which I think is interesting, my wrinkle, we'll call it. For sure. That New Jersey-New York game has been scheduled at 6 o'clock Mountain Time the entire time. Yeah. So why has that game never been in the conversation to be played at 2? Like, we've literally played both these teams in a matinee before. So, if, you know, it's not something that's unfamiliar. And then that way, maybe you can run it from, like, I don't know, New York at 3, the Tampa one than the Oilers, And you just, that's how you run it. Cause now you run into the obstacle of, well, it's only an hour difference between the two games, which are on the East coast.
0: Yeah. I thought it's because there was a chance the Knicks were going to have to play that morning
2: uh, and they were going
0: to go Knicks, Knicks at 11. And then yeah, Jay, the show's on. It's 12.06. <laughs> Show starts same time every day, Chalmers. Yeah,
3: Chris. Chris, He didn't do his 7-A-M post. He the main account. Yeah, I ah, didn't do his yeah, 7-A-M Chris, Chris my bad. Chalmers
2: is in the chat. Is he? Yep. Chris no. Chalmers is in the chat. No he left a comment.
0: Well, good for Chris. He and found he, it. He, <laughs> yeah. he found it. What, uh, what episode number are we on today? 170. 170? Yep. 170th edition of Oilers Nation every day, and Chris Chalmers finally figured out they all start at noon. Uh, we are getting just really throwing around right now in terms of what's going on in our office uh maddie from marketing brought in her dog there so it is it's like, it's like at the, oh it's on the budweiser cooler <laughs> get the dog off the budweiser cooler she's <laughs> too young. She's not old enough
2: yeah <laughs> oh there he is yeah Christian was cowboy there. chris uh
0: he is going to be stopping by tomorrow on the show
2: yes we're
0: gonna have a real fun maybe we'll throw some of those uh some ice in the budweiser cooler tomorrow for the show and uh We'll have a proper pregame, which ties back to my point about the start time. From a marketing and brand perspective for the NHL, it makes a lot of sense to start the Oilers early in the day, get as many eyes on Connor McDavid in a big playoff game as you can. From my perspective, as someone living in Edmonton, an Oilers fan who is very excited for the lit party we're going to throw at Greta tomorrow night, where all of us, including producer Aaron, will be in attendance I want this game to start at eight o'clock mountain time because I want the night to just be rocking it, Greta. I love a two o'clock game in the regular season. That gets a big thumbs up from me. Two o'clock in the after or in the playoffs. Uh-uh. That doesn't fly.
2: I I think there's got to be a point where the NHL, and I think this is what they've probably done this time around, where they look at it in and say, okay, we've got to benefit the fans in this series too. Yeah. And I get it. Like I want to grow the game as well. I, I think it's obviously important to get Connor McDavid on the t- television a bit more. But this is also the first year they've done the TNT stuff, right? Or is this the second year? Uh, no, it's year one. Year one and ESPN year as well as, as year one. So I think progressively it's just going to grow organically in that yeah. way. And eventually people will find Connor McDavid and eventually the NHL will put them on primetime. But you also have 82 games in the regular season to try and build yeah. a fan base. And, and for now, let's just focus on the Oilers and the LA fans.
0: I think that's a good point. Uh, another thing too, at a big part of this ESPN deal, What's going on back there? South, South Island. Island pies. South
3: Island pies for me. Let's oh, okay. go. I'm hungry. <laughs> uh, the, it's a good job we
2: have nothing to talk about Yeah, I know. It,
0: uh, <laughs> it is here too, Rusty says, of TNT and it's ESPN. Okay. And Rusty is someone who's watching the show, lives in the States. He could probably attest to this. I think a big part of why this ESPN deal is important is ESPN now has a reason to want to show hockey highlights. Yeah. When people sit and watch ESPN Sports Center with Scott Van Pelt, ESPN has a reason to say, Here's what Connor McDavid did tonight. They have an interest mm-hmm. in it now, right? They have like a financial want to grow hockey, which I think is important. Uh, so a lot of people saying, is the 8 p.m. start confirmed? Yes. 8 yes. o'clock tomorrow night, Oilers and Kings will be going live with this show at noon. We will be at Greta at night for the game, and it's going to be absolutely rocking in there. Me and you go head-to-head. If I say, Liam, you got to go head-to-head with me with uh, at Greta for one game. Please pick the basketball? Pick Mario Kart, mm. Ski Ball. What are you picking? Ski Ball. Really? You're a good ski I'm ball a, player. I'm a,
2: good, I'm a I'm a fan of the ski ball. Basketball. I used to be good at, but my my wrist game isn't where it was mm. at. Um, I'd like to face you at Mario Kart, though. They have Mario Kart. Right? I challenge
3: I you both at Mario Kart. Yeah, I think. it? Would that on be, on be that. your go-to? Oh, I was raised on it. Back in the Super Nintendo days. Come on, let's go.
0: <laughs> mm. I'm a ski ball guy. Yeah. And ski last ball. Friday. I challenge like 15 people to skee-ball.
2: I, I am uh, I'm very excited for the greater party tomorrow. I'm going to roll in. I got a little surprise. It's not a surprise. I'm bringing bananas. So,
0: so. <laughs> That's like the least surprising thing you could have said.
2: How many are you bringing? I'm going to bring
3: seven.
0: Hmm. Maybe cut them in half so we can spread the wealth.
3: <laughs> Maybe I'll bring 14. Oh, maybe. No cramps for anybody at the watch party tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs>
0: no. Uh, eight o'clock start tomorrow night. We'll have a full Sherwood Ford Giant game day edition of the show. Uh, yes, Greta is going to be. Can I derail you for a second?
3: We're starting at eight o'clock tomorrow because the Jets last night were terrible.
0: Do we have AB? Can we get the bonus clip? Did you see what hear what Rick Bonner? I had couldn't say, believe, believe it. He shredded them. Okay, here. Let, let's give this a listen before we chime in.
1: No questions? Good. Eric,
3: just uh, overall thoughts on that one?
1: <laughs> overall thoughts? I'm so disappointed and disgusted right now. That's my thoughts. Where does the disgust come from?
3: <laughs> Pardon me? Where does the disgust come from?
1: No pushback. But it's the same crap we saw in February. It was. That's why we, so as soon as we were challenging for first place and teams were coming after us, we had no pushback. This series, we had no pushback. Their better players are so much better than ours,
3: it's not even close. It was like you've been holding these feelings on for a bit. Is it just out yep. of tonight's game or finally wanting to release that? It's, it
1: started with, back in January and February.
3: What is it about this team's leadership core that or the top-end players? We've talked all we time.
1: got to push back. There's got to be a pushback. There's got to be pride. you got to be able to push back when things aren't going your way. We had no pushback. Their better players were so much better than ours tonight. They deserved to win. They were the better team in the regular season. They were the better team in this series. Anything else? Good. Thanks.
0: That's how I'm going to end the show today. Anything else? Good. I'm out. Uh, That is going to be a hell of an offseason. I picked them to beat the Golden Knights, to be fair. I thought that was a core that would, and I saw all the things Rick Bonus did in the regular season. That team looked wildly uncompetitive, wildly disinterested through the last three months of the season. But I thought, you know, guys like Shifley Wheeler, I thought they would crank it up and have a little bit of pride come playoff time. They didn't, and they got thoroughly beat down four straight losses after winning game one, and now they head into an offseason where Kevin Sheveldov has to make some decisions. Connor Hellebuck's heading into the last year of his deal. Blake Wheeler, Mark Scheifele are heading into the last years of their deal. I think Wheeler and Scheifele are as good as gone. I think you can trade them right now. I think Pierre-Luc Dubois is already a Montreal Canadian in all likelihood. I think that team's going to blow it up
2: this summer. I, how many years have we said this Winnipeg Jets team should be better? Like almost it feels like... For Since me, they became the Jets again.
0: But yeah, it's wild, though, yeah. because
3: they were pushing for first in, like, January. Uh, and yeah. then the collapse of the last back half of the season has been spectacular. Yeah. They have arguably
2: one of the most talented rosters in the league. Man, is that fair to say? Which it? top
0: six can go toe-to-toe with Wheeler, Connor, Shifley, Ehlers, Dubois? Like, that is unbelievable.
2: And even, like... And Need Niederreit. Niederreit is, Niederreit a is good. good Lowry's player. a good player.
0: They had Perfetti for a good chunk of the year. Yeah. But I just think Mark Scheifele not a leader. I would not want that guy on my team.
2: No. I think you either. can dupe another
0: him. GM into giving you a lot for a 40-goal score, though.
2: Yep. I think you could, too. I mean, he's obviously very talented, but I, I'm with him. Mark Scheifele is on his heel run right now, and he is... He's just not the player he was a few years ago, which is so strange to say, but you look at that stat sheet. I, I know Aaron just had this up, but Neil Pionk was your leading point getter in the series. Like that, that, that says everything you need to know about it, right? Like, It's just, I don't get it. But it's interesting too, because Rick Bonus has tucked the Dallas Stars to the Stanley Cup Finals, yeah. whose team was significantly less talented than what this team was. Yep. And took him to the Finals, obviously didn't win the Tampa Bay Lightning one. But this Winnipeg team should have been so much better. Like Rick Bonus knows how to win hockey games. He's a very good coach. I think it's interesting, too, that Blake Wheeler was stripped of his captaincy as well yep. uh, uh, to start the season. And it just kind of now it all just comes around where it's like this leadership core is, is poor. Yeah. And yeah, I think Kevin, Kevin Sheffield Dayoff, what's his lifeline like now? Well, that's man, it's been a long time of this team doing essentially. Have they have been to the Western Conference Islands once, yeah,
0: but there's always talk that he he's tied to ownership there. Right. And that like they love him. They'll never fire him. I don't hate him as a GM, but I don't either. I think you're going to see out of Dubois, Connor. We are sorry. Dubois, Shifley, Wheeler, Hellebuck. Three of those guys are gone.
2: I think eventually the talent goes out the window if you don't have the character. Yeah. Would I'm, you be surprised if all those guys are gone? No.
0: I think you need to go to Connor Hellebuck. And again, he's an American playing in Winnipeg, as is Wheeler. I think you need to go to those, to Hellebuck specifically, and say, are you going to sign an eight-year contract with us? And if he says no, you're dumb if you don't trade him this offseason. Because what are you getting for Hellebuck? People are like,
2: would you trade Campbell for him? N- well, the Jets wouldn't do that. So, uh- What a contract. They have so many good contracts. Hellebuck makes just over $6 million. Josh Norris has just over $6 million for however long that one is like Kyle Connor, isn't he? Yeah. yeah 7 million. Like, you
0: could crazy. rebuild this team so quickly. And so right. If yeah. one more year, a Hellebuck at 6 million bucks. If you kept half of that, what would the Toronto Maple Leafs give you for a full cool. season of Connor Hellebuck at 3 million bucks?
2: You might be able to get Matthew nice. Honestly, what would a to.
0: contender give you for one more year, a Blake Wheeler, if you kept half, what would a contender give you for one more year, a Mark Shifley at 3 million bucks? You could probably get three first-round picks and a couple of grade-A prospects just by dealing those three.
3: And then, you know what? Then you've got the storyline of you're passing it along to the next.
0: Yeah, your new core is Connor, Ehlers, Perfetti, and that group. And it's going to be a lean year. You'll have a bad
2: year next year. But I think the year after that, if you play your cards right, you'd bounce back. They also have guys like Brad Lambert who's a a great player. Chad Lucia is a very good hockey player too. Got an unfortunate injury when he switched from the NCAA, but got a lot of talent coming through on that roster. And yeah, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be an Anaheim ducks kind of rebuild who I was listening. Actually, I was listening to, uh, frankly speaking, when they had Dallas Eakins on and Dallas Eakins said, this was year one of the rebuild. In Anaheim? Yeah. Like, haven't they been brutal for like four or five years now? (laughs) Like, holy moly. Sorry, Anaheim fans.
0: Yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be a while. A lot of people saying, uh, don't put that stuff out into the universe. I mean, I'm just saying Hellebuck on the Leafs would be very good. Um, And that's like a fit, right? Like the Oilers and Hellebuck, if you're sitting there being like, oh, I want the Oilers to get them. They don't need them. They have Stuart Skinner. And I know you're like, Stuart Skinner's not Connor Hellebuck, but like you have your goalie of the future. You don't need to go probably trade Stuart Skinner to get one year of Connor Hellebuck. Like, let's be real, everybody. I'll say
2: something. I don't think people thought Connor Hellebuck was going to be Connor Hellebuck when they drafted him out of the North American Hockey League. Yeah, that too. So Stuart Skinner could, quite frankly, be Connor Hellebuck.
0: Yeah, maybe not like right? up there for best goal in the league, but I think he can be a top 10 goalie in the NHL. So
2: yep, me too. What else we got? Uh,
0: well, let's keep going last, last night. Uh, Aaron, do we have the Leafs record in elimination games, please? Uh, this one is something. Toronto, when they have a chance to close out a series. L, L, L l l l L. that's a lot of losses
2: it's amazing it is and how just, do you not accidentally win well
0: that's <laughs> yeah. why i keep wanting to bet on them is because i'm the kind of guy i walk up to the roulette table it's red eight times i go damn it it's going black the leafs are the red on the roulette table right now it's embarrassing and last night i think their problem shone through they couldn't close out a tight game they score early places rocking and then their goalie just absolutely craps himself. Like you gotta stop that with momentum going the way it was. Granted, they almost tied it up late, but man, I, I went from thinking the Leafs are finally gonna do it to now I look at that series and I go, uh, I don't know if the Leafs are gonna do it. You're facing a game six in Tampa
3: now. You're back in their barn. Yikes. And even scarier, possibly for the Leafs, it looks like Andre Vasilevsky's awake.
0: Yeah, yeah, it looks like all the, the shit thrown at him in the last little bit. Um, like, I think about
3: that breakaway that Mitch Marner had in the third period. He had all the time and space in the world. Vasilevsky didn't even go down into the butterfly. He just casually bumped it aside into the corner. Yeah. He's dialed in again. He's dialed.
0: Uh, Patrick says Leafs will choke again. Odin says same Tyler. I don't know. Maybe that's in reference to my roulette strategy. Uh, Patrick says Tampa's outplayed them in every game. I think in like four of the five. Yeah, you could definitely make the argument. Tampa's been the better team. Although the comeback game, I think, was was kind of a bit of a. I I still think Tampa's going to run out of juice at some point. But as John Cooper says, he wouldn't bet against his guys. And I get that. I totally get
2: that. How about his comments about uh, Lalonde the other day?
0: I can I just talk about that. So the current Detroit Red Wings head coach Derek Lalonde yeah. is a yeah is a <laughs> former Tampa Bay Lightning assistant. As a
2: current coach in the NHL, why are you doing media? I think that's odd too, especially if, if for a guy that has just become a head coach, just year one
0: being a head coach. Yeah, it is he's here? Yeah, sure. We can have him hop in. We have a spot on the coach for him. We're going to have a special guest hop in the show. This is all happening very fast. Jay's live producing here. Jay. Yeah. (laughs) Jay is our chase producer for the show. Uh, I like if the Oilers got bounced round one, round two, whatever, or if the Oilers missed the playoffs this year, I would not be okay with Jay Woodcroft going on Sportsnet and being on the panel. I think it'd be weird.
3: I also think that if Jay Woodcroft was on a panel, he wouldn't give anything at all. He would just come up with these analogies that don't mean anything to anyone yeah. specifically. I was just surprised by how specific Gru was in his analysis of what's going on in Tampa. Yeah. But what can you expect? The guy tried to steal the moon, so. <laughs> you gonna be- and now he's a father to three children. Like,
2: it's, it's crazy. It's mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah, yep. what, a, what a Aaron's trying to get the picture of.
1: Him.
3: Aaron's really working back hard. So we just we got to keep it going on the grew line of thought, so that all this effort.
2: See, so I think in in some cases it's okay for like current players and media to to be in, uh, and coaches to yeah. be involved in media, but I also think those players or coaches should be like at the end of their careers. I uh, think You're so transitioning too, yeah. a little bit. This is a big thing happening right now in soccer in England. There's a lot of form. Current players are on the panel for like an odd game here or there, but they're also like 35, 36. So they're basically like one or two years and done like in the transition phase. So yeah, I don't really like it. I like the insight, but it's kind of weird. Surely there's some other former NHL coach that can go on there, right?
0: D-Card says, I hate the Leafs more than anyone. I don't think the Leafs will choke. It's finally time. Someone else made a good point. They said they're 60 in Tampa in the playoffs. And I uh, I am somewhat with them on that. Like I wouldn't mind seeing a, a fresh team get to the Cup final from the East, you know. I I don't. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, <yeah.
3: laughs> you guys, you guys. I I loved behind the scenes here, Aaron, producer Aaron, just frantically clicking away for that two seconds of joy. Aaron googling minions guy. <laughs> oh, that's I good.
1: Name.
2: I actually recently watched Despicable Me and your review of it. Did you watch it in one sitting? I no. I actually watched it in two sittings: once in the evening, once in the morning, and um, same weekend. Very good movie. Very good movie.
1: It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work.
0: Uh, Christopher Palmer says, footy talk. If you aren't in the starting 11, meh, go do commentary.
3: Yep. Sure. Why not? Let's release my new podcast. It is Ah, weird, though, that he's an active coach and he's on. I don't. Yeah, I do think it's weird. Like, if he was unemployed, you know, you you get it. He's looking for a job, but, you know. It's funny because. Someone wanted
0: you to toss the grew scarf on (laughs) the lawn. We don't have time for that. It was Captain Felton. What up, Captain Felton? Uh, After last night, Rusty says, saw a bunch of Leafs fans complaining about the playoff format again. Yeah, I mean it's hilarious. The resemblance is uncanny. Um, yeah, it is, what it is. What do we think? Uh, what do we think about the Kraken tonight?
3: I am surprised. Well, there's a couple of there's a lot of surprises in that series. Mm-hmm. One, Colorado doesn't look like Colorado. No. No. Two, Philip Grubauer revenge series. Amazing. Speaking of
0: Grues. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Yeah, he's been he's back to being Colorado Grubauer, like it's unbelievable. Um, they legitimately might put that series away, like they have all the momentum in the world. Colorado, just we talk about like Tampa Bay running out of juice at some point, it feels like Colorado has run out of juice already.
2: I I would like to make a statement. So, I made a tweet the other day when Tampa Bay, uh, when Colorado lost to Seattle, and I said, If you think
3: Yes, oh, we're, we're live. We are live. live. Oh yeah, oh, we are good fine. to go. How about this? Camera. How about this?
0: Oh, we got a AB. You got to zoom out. We got to fix dog. our shot. There's a lot going on right now. Super fan Magoo stopping in the pod. This is like an on-the-fly surprise here. But uh, your your mic's right there. We just got to yeah, yeah, just just wheel that in front of you.
2: There we uh,
0: go. We've got <laughs> three up we have pot three up? Yep. you good. Uh, Look at what? us go on
1: the fly. Superman Magoo, what's up? How you doing? Oh, just enjoying life, man. Just like everybody else right now, all Oilers fans.
0: The sun is shining and we are 31 and a half hours away from puck drop in game six. But who's, who's counting, right? Who's keeping track? <laughs> who's uh, keeping track? Yeah, who's <laughs> keeping
2: track?
1: Uh, anyways, how have you been enjoying the series? Oh, man. It's just been stressful. Yes. I like stressful, stressful exciting, fun. You know, and it's awesome to be an Oilers fan.
0: It's uh, nice to see that the crowd really picked up from where they left off last year in the playoffs. I think the energy this year has been just as good, if not better than what we got in the run last year.
1: Yeah, going into the playoffs this year was a lot different from before because before we just made the playoffs. This time we tied for first.
0: Yeah, you're right. We were right up there at, uh, at the top of the conference. What, uh, what do you got going on today? Going around hyping people up?
1: Yeah, so uh, today we got an Oilers convoy setting up and uh nice. the media will be there they're having a barbecue for us outside uh, belmont Sobies, and we're gonna pump it up Oil nation will be there and media and they're having a barbecue and all proceeds to that will be going to uh, the little man's fund
0: Oh, nice! There we go. Uh, Good to hear as well. So, if you have time today to swing by the
1: Belmont Sobies, what time do you think you're going to be there around? Six o'clock is when
0: we're meeting, and that's six forty-five
1: is when we'll take off and go pump up the city.
0: I love that. I love that. Uh, I think the Nation Truck might be appearing in that convoy as well. So we're going to be rolling through Edmonton and uh, getting people ready to go for Game Six. What do you What do you think about that Oilers win? The other night in game five, we talked on the show that it felt like a little bit more than just a normal win. It felt like the Oilers really, really drew a big advantage, drew a lot of confidence and and showed that they are more than capable of being the better team if they just bring
1: their A game. Yeah, you know, um, the first couple of games, you didn't really see Kane. You didn't really see Hyman and Hopkins. Mm. And that game four and five, man, they stepped it up. Sure stepped it up. And Bukestad, man. What a pickup oh, that yeah. was. Whew,
0: the big man. And oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Those uh, those three guys specifically, they play with size, right? They they aren't afraid to get deep, aren't afraid to go into the corners. Like having those three specifically really get going, I think just it'll even make life easier probably on McDavid and dry saddle.
1: Yeah. And, you know, as uh, our team, no more, we're no, no more pushovers like no. how we used to be. Yeah, no, we got some legit size. You want to play the big bang and grind game? Well, let's go. You want to play the speed game? Well, let's go. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Who you got on your lap here? Oh, this is Miss Puggy. This is my baby. She's eight years old and she
0: goes everywhere with me. Love it. Uh, Riley's in and says, Magoo is on point. It's been intense. I think I'll be able to enjoy round two if we make it a lot more because of the embarrassment of getting bounced in round ones in the past. Yeah, I mean, uh, we don't want to look too far ahead here, but the Oilers with a chance to close out the series Tomorrow, what is and this is going to be a tough kind of broad question for you. But when it's playoff time, everyone has their little things around the city that they love. What is one game day thing Superfan Magoo loves about
1: Edmonton? Well, one game day thing that I love about Edmonton is waking up in the morning, listening to the '80s, and drinking my Tim Hortons coffee. <laughs> <laughs> well, tea, yeah, well, tea. yeah. There you go.
0: Uh, I love it. I love it. Uh,
1: what are you going to be doing if people want to uh, find you for Game Six? Where are you going to be? Game six, I might be outside Roger's place pumping it up. Okay. And there's a couple other establishments that have been contacting me. Yeah,
0: yeah. so you're going to be cruising around the city,
1: getting people fired yeah, up for man. game six.
0: I love it. Uh, we're going to answer this question ourselves in just a little bit. Give me someone on this team who is going to be the game six unsung hero.
1: At home.
2: Back home?
0: I like that. Ekholm maybe finds the back of the net for his first
1: playoff goals in a We got Kulak last game. He's all over, like you know, yeah. Ekholm's all over, and you can say Bouchard, but he's not an unsung hero, man. He's lighting it up.
0: Yeah, he's uh, tied with Connor McDavid eight points in this series as well. Maybe we see Connor McDavid take over a hockey game tomorrow night as well, because we might be due for like a vintage '97 performance as well. Yes. All right, Superfan Magoo, thanks for hopping in for yeah. a quick hit, you my guys guy. Have a good day. Yes, yeah. sir. Spoiler so, yeah. fans,
1: thanks, love you. Let's go.
0: There you go. Thanks for hopping in, man. Uh, Superfan Magoo, there's a lot going on at our office today. That is the second dog that is showing up now. Yep, yep. Yeah. Big... This is, I usually I have somewhat of an outline of what we're going to be doing on the show. And today has uh, really thrown us for, for quite the loop. We had to fix the shot live on the air. We've never had to do that. Uh, anyways, this let's is... keep rolling along. With it. That was a great little pop it.
2: That done. is. Yeah, we'll yeah let's the get the cooler.
0: AB, a, bring us in the cooler. Let's, uh, let's get to our Labatt Canada and Greta cooler question of the day. I'm if also you're...
2: waiting for that. I think we got to get some more likes in the chat, Tyler. Okay, let's a, get some more likes. In the 76, chat. 281 watching. Let's get those up for Magoo and just Budweiser.
0: Yeah, bring in that cooler, Aaron. <laughs> do we have it? the. Uh, oh, yeah, we got it the right way here. There you go. Shout out to Budweiser. Where's my uh, trusty beer here? All right, BM, Liam. Our question today, courtesy of Budweiser and our friends at Greta, predict tomorrow's unsung hero.
3: Who do you got? He had a hard game for the body in yeah. on Tuesday. Took that hit from behind. Yeah. Got leveled by Dowdy. But he's been buzzing. He's been flying around. He's had a couple of looks. I'm going to go Warren Fogle. Yeah. I Coming up clutch in game six. I
0: love that. Davin is in. He says, folks. Desiree says Kane is due for a hattie. Christopher Palmer says, yammo, Sergeant Battle, our guy, Kulak or Fogel. Egan says, Fogel as well. Liam, who's your pick for an unsung hero tomorrow?
2: I'm with our uh, BP's boy, Christopher Palmer. I'm going with Yamo too. I think he's just get, catching a lot of heat right now. And I think Yamo deserves a goal. He, I, I'm not saying, this, saying he's been great because he has not been, but I think he's been better than people have anticipated. And I, I got a feeling he's got a good one in him tomorrow night.
0: I am going to agree with Superfan Magoo. Last year, Game Six in LA, tie game late, mm-hmm. e- or Tyson Berry steps up, delivers one of the biggest goals in the Oilers' playoff run. I'm going to say Matias Ekholm does something similar. Ekholm scores a big. Third period goal for the Oilers tomorrow and lifts them to victory. Let's get to some of your answers on the Oilers Nation YouTube. Hit the like button. Hit the subscribe button. Mark Helen says Sidle will be the hero tomorrow. Not exactly unsung, but we'll take it. Peter says Clean coston. Magoo says Yammo. Good and You says Ryan McLeod has two goals in him as well. Quincy Rabbit Nuge will pop home too tomorrow as well. Aaron, who do you like? I don't know why no one said it. Stuart Skinner. I could see him stealing a game tomorrow night. That's the night it all changes and we move on. I like it. Uh, Jr. Unsung hero, Jay Woodcroft. Spartan says Clowder is going to go off. Peace said Derek Ryan is his unsung hero for tomorrow night. Shout out to Budweiser and our friends at Labatt Canada for the beers and for the cooler and for the cooler question on today's show. There you go. There yeah, you have it, folks. Tomorrow is, like we've been hitting on, an elimination game for the Edmonton Oilers. Let me give you some hard-hitting stats brought to you by Boston Pizza and their new Fanalytics-inspired menu. Deep-fried pickles, pizza flights, the Appy Trio, Beer Mosas, it all sounds good, at BP's. Elimination game for the Oil. Connor McDavid and Leon Dreiseta last year in elimination games were absolutely fire. Each of them averaged... Over two points Mm -hmm. per game. Remember, the Oilers had four elimination games last year. It was game seven against L.A. For game six and seven against L.A. Game five against Calgary. Game four against Colorado. In those games, Connor McDavid had four goals and five assists. In those games, Leon Dreisaitl alone had ten apples. As much as we just talked about unsung heroes and things like that, I really, really think these two right here 97 and 29 are the key to victory tomorrow. We'll dig into it more, but these numbers kind of speak for themselves, Liam. When the pressure gets cranked up, these two know what know what's up.
2: Yeah, they they know when to show up, and I mean Drysaddle's been there every single game so far this playoffs, and I expect to see it again tomorrow for the boys. And yeah, I mean when those two are buzzing, who do LA really have to match it? You know, like that's the kind of big key for the Oilers is their best two players can. Typically, their best two players. So yeah. that said, that's the key to victory for me is just those two.
0: BM, 19 combined points for McDavid and Dreisaitl in four elimination games. Are you kind of itching for number 97 to give us a vintage moment tomorrow?
3: It's only a matter of when. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not if, it's when. And there's no better time than an elimination game. You want the Oilers to close this out tomorrow. I don't care that they're in LA. Just get the job done. Let's go.
0: I want the last area I want to touch on with you. I know you've been passionate about this online, but uh, Calgary's finally getting a new <coughs> arena. Well, I mean, I'm
3: paying for some of
0: it. So on that topic, the Oilers actually just put out a statement about this.
3: Go ahead. The Edmonton Oilers?
0: Yeah. Statement from the Oilers and OEG. We congratulate the city of Calgary and the government of Alberta on reaching an agreement to build an event center surrounding uh, an entertainment district in Calgary. Ice District has fundamentally transformed North and Central Alberta, created a gathering place for Albertans in the heart of Edmonton, and brought in billions of dollars of investment and in economic impact. As our work continues to revitalize the downtown core of Alberta's capital, we look forward to working with the government of Alberta to identify opportunities for similar investment and support. <laughs> That's an. Well, interesting I mean, like they're shock.
3: getting three hundred million dollars from the from Alberta. So, like, yeah. my thought is. We've still got some time before this new arena is built in Calgary. Yeah. I, as an Alberta taxpayer, should be allowed to steal things from the Saddle Dome every time I'm in there. I think that's fair.
0: I think only fair. I, you tweeted this. I think we should all get a swing of the sledgehammer.
3: Well, there's a bunch of good replies to that tweet because how many swings can we possibly have? Just a couple of slight breeze and that thing's coming down. <laughs> Maybe eight
0: swings. That's a good point. We'd have to hold a lottery. I'm just,
3: I'm just wondering. I'm no scientist. Uh,
0: That is a Christopher Palmer says shots fired. I think 100% that's what it is. That is a statement from, uh, from the Edmonton Oilers about the arena deal in Calgary. Uh, Before we move along or as we move along on today's show, let's get into the AMA travel out of town scoreboard. There's nothing I want more for the Edmonton Oilers pinch, punch their ticket to round two. And for us to hit the road again, courtesy of our friends at AMA travel, here's what's going on out of town tonight in the NHL four game sixes. Canes versus the Islanders. Canes can put away the series on the road. Bruins, Panthers. Bruins can put away the series on the road. Stars, Wild. Stars can put away the series on the road. Kraken, Abs. Abs looking to stay alive on the road. Kraken can win it at home. Liam, give me your predictions for these four.
2: Carolina, who are minus one hundred and five. They're in da- oh, they're minus now. Yeah. They were road dogs to start the day on that way. Florida pushes seven. Whoa. Dallas closes out. Yeah, okay. Seattle closes out. Home underdog, Seattle Kraken, who have led in every single game of the series. Okay. Sign
0: me up. So you're going Canes, Panthers, Stars, Kraken. Yep. BM, what are you going with? Uh,
3: Canes, because New York is fake news. Boston's going to close it out. I don't care about Dallas and Minnesota. I hope a meteor hits the arena. And <laughs> I'm going to say that Colorado extends.
0: All right. Uh, I'm going to say the Canes as well. I think Boston will turn on the Jets and get the job done. I also think Dallas will eliminate them, but I'm going to say Colorado forces seven. Kale McCarr is going to be on another level. I think he's got maybe a bit of embarrassment from that suspension and he'll want to make it up to the team.
3: And you've got a team too in Seattle that, you know, closing out Colorado is not going to be easy and Colorado is not going to give them anything. So I just, I can see this one going to seven. Yeah.
0: So there you go. Uh, Betway picks Liam. Shout out to Betway, 19 plus. Responsibly, are you parlaying those four
2: bad boys together? I might do it. I might do a little cheeky Liam and I'm definitely putting money down on the Seattle game. I've got a, you're I'd that confident in the Kraken, eh? You're hard-earned cash going on them to win. I just they've been so good. And I I said the other day, like we've underestimated them. And people are like, Oh, did we overestimate Colorado? I was like, no, nobody overestimated the Colorado F going into this. They would literally didn't they win the division? Yeah, they yeah. won the division. So Colorado is a very good hockey team. It takes a lot to knock off the champs. Like every team yeah. in the East has learned this last three years trying to knock off Tampa Bay. So if Seattle able to knock them off, I think it's tonight. And I think it's on home ice for what would be an, a historic night for the Kraken franchise.
0: Yeah. Looking for their first ever playoff series win in their first ever playoff series. If you parlay all four road teams, which is what I'll be doing, it is almost 10 to one on Betway. So why not? Why not take a shot at having your beers for game six paid for with a little parlay on Betway?
2: Were uh, Minnesota up two zip? No. It they flip-flopped. Right. Yeah, they okay. flip
0: every series. I just Minnesota was feeling.
2: up two one. Right. Okay. I just got a feeling about Dallas. I don't know what it is. Like Rope Hints has been Unreal. Minnesota's kind of running into a goaltending issue a little bit of like, yeah. where do we start? You know, like it was crazy that they started flurrying game two, to be honest, after what Gustav Simbody had 51 saves in yeah. game one. Like, I just don't have a lot of belief in, in Minnesota at the moment. Dallas is kind of buzzing even without Pabelski. So, I, I don't think there'll be any game sevens in the Western Conference. Interesting.
0: I don't mind that prediction at all, to be fair. Uh BM, thanks for hopping in on the show today. I see you're saying in the chat you're gonna steal the Harvey the Hound
3: costume. Well, I gotta take something. Yeah.
0: Gotta get your hand. I paid left. for it. Fair enough. I wanna get those signs from the press level that say don't swear. I always find those funny.
2: <laughs> People this I've never been to the set. Oh really? Like, no. I've you're think, running out of time. Yeah, yeah I think me either. I think next year, I'm sure there'll be a fan bus down there. Right? I'm we'll, sure we'll go and like that, I, I'll yeah. jump on for that one.
0: All right. Well, big shout out to Superfan Magoo for popping in. He was rocking a Ben Stelter jersey as well. I yeah. absolutely uh, love that. Belmont Sobies, if you want to find him and the Oilers convoy today. Tomorrow, Cowboy Chris, Jay, Liam. We got a loaded up Sherwood Ford Giant Game Day edition of the show. All come to you live at noon from the Sports Closet Studio. Enjoy your Friday night, Oilers fans, and get ready because game six is tomorrow. Didn't work. <laughs>